becoming a famous model. It used to be a very closed-door club that only a few controlled who got in. But the internet and social media has changed everything. And my next guest has blown the doors off the industry. She is easily one of the top Instagram and conventional supermodels. The one and only Amanda Cerny is here to tell us her incredible journey. And yes, she is just as cool as you think she is. I'm Brad Pimvitic. This is the Why I'm Not Podcast. And this is Why I'm Not Model Famous. Welcome to Why I'm Not with Brant Pimbitic, the podcast that explores the latest trends, fads, beliefs, and addictions from all sides and tries to remind you, before you judge it, try to understand it. After that, you're on your own. This week, Why I'm Not Model Famous. And now, here's your host, Brant Pimbitic. Hey, welcome to the Why I'm Not podcast. I am Brant Pimbitic. This is the podcast where I look at the trends, the fads, and all the topics people are talking about like crazy that I just don't understand, and I try to interview the people that do. And most times, I have to accept the fact that I may be the dumbass in the situation, but I'm okay with that after all of these episodes. And speaking of episodes, last episode, King Batch himself dominated the number one episode we've had so far. Um, Rabid, crazy fans of him coming over, listening to the podcast, really enjoyed that. Got all the comments. Um, reply to everybody. Really appreciate all the outreach and the love. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, want to say a big shout out to my team over at AfterBuzz. They are the ESPN for television. If you want to know what's going on and what people are talking about about your favorite TV shows, head over to AfterBuzz. Wouldn't be here without them. They kicked this podcast off into high gear. So really excited to give them some love. Okay, a couple of big changes been going around in what I've been doing. If you've been following me on social, you know I launched my travel and adventure club. It's called Reject Average. You can see it at rejectaverage.com. Love to hear your thoughts um, because nobody's shy about sharing their thoughts on the internet. So why not just pour them in? I love it. Uh, I actually do love the comments and I like to interact with people. So please go ahead, send me anything you like. I'm totally in. All right, let's talk about the episode today. Uh, my guest, Amanda Cerny, a good friend of mine. If you don't know her, you absolutely have seen her. Um, tens of millions of followers on social media, absolutely massive following. And what's crazy is she started out as a comedian and making a ton of content and has transitioned that into sort of mega supermodel status. She was the guest girl recently. And it's just been, it's just, it's been really cool to watch. I'm really proud of her. And she's just been just crushing it. There's no other way to describe it. I mean, just crushing it and in such a non-traditional way. And I think that, you know, I'm doing a big television show on the history of models and the supermodels. And one of the things I noticed was as we were doing the research is that there is such a lock and key control on that industry by sort of the establishment on who got to be literally taking steps on those runways and in those pages. But with Instagram, it has changed everything. Instagram models are wildly popular, but nobody has really transitioned the way Amanda has. Gone from sort of Instagram famous and social media fame to mainstream model popularity. And what's happened is, is that the entire industry has realized that she comes with a massive fan base and other models just simply don't. And so she looks spectacular, obviously. She fills and checks all those boxes. 
but it's definitely more than that. It's the entire package and this end run around the model industry to insert herself right at the top of the game is, it's been really fun to watch. And I think you're going to love hearing sort of her journey. So to help me dive into this topic a little bit more, as I always do, my one and only co-host is here, but this is one step more interesting because as someone who is famous on Instagram and is famous on social media and dare I say, has the potential to be a model at any time. <laughs> My one and only co-host, ladies and gentlemen, Trisha Hirschberger. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, good to see you. Good to see you too, Brad. Ah, all right, this is a fun one. This is a really fun one. Yeah, so um, after we did Batch, King Batch, and which, like I said earlier, is now the number one podcast that we've done. Heck yeah. Kind of blew everybody away. And now I can tell you for sure that with Amanda's one, when this comes out, we will hit a million downloads. Yay! So... I, we might even hit it before this one comes out. It's really close right now. but And like I'm going to say, of course, the podcast metrics are about as reliable as the Nielsen ratings. You know. But like, I don't really care. I've so got like a, super reliable. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I have a report that will have the number one million on it. I don't really care who's, you know, who's putting it together, how it is. It's all hocus pocus. I just don't give a crap. That's it's amazing. A million's a million. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's pretty cool. Um, And before we start, I wanted to say, like, did you see... On my Instagram, my sponsored post. I did. No. And I commented on it too. <laughs> I loved so it so much. I couldn't stop. I had to do it. I was like, V8. It's like, uh, I kind of drink that every day. Like yeah. for 10 years, I've been doing that. So I was like, hmm, I could not take your money. Or I could. Or I could. So yeah, it was tough. I, I struggled with it a little bit. Because it's like I had to put in there, sponsored, ad. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, people now know I'm shilling myself for about eight. But are you or are you partnering with a brand that you believe? In? I don't know. Like it's you're a so super close, fitnessy right? dude. Yeah, no. Listen, I get it. Yeah, and I do. Get, I get a ton of stuff, and people ask me, and I always say the same thing. No, I'm not interested. And the, this was the same way. It was Campbell's, and they said, "Hey, my PR guy was like, hey, you interested in this?'" And I was like, "No, not really." He's like, right. "Well, it's too bad. It was V8." And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. What V8? Oh, interesting." Mm -hmm. So there you go. So there, that was my first Instagram sponsored work. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm feeling like wow. Now I'm gonna open the floodgates. No, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, all right, so let's dive into this. Okay. Here's the interesting part that I found with Amanda Cerny. Um, and there's lots of topics I could have done with her, right? Obviously, she's a huge Instagram player. She's a major influencer. But what I found the most interesting with her career over the last, let's say, year is the model side of it. And if you look at it, her following, obviously, absolutely massive. Mm -hmm. And her reach, ridiculously huge. And she books big gigs the guest gig is a big gig if you don't know gig. she's the um she's the guest girl now so what i found so interesting about that is the traditional run-up to the runway oh that was nice um the traditional run-up to the runway is like been very very different right like if you're looking at standard european magazines on the runway all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and the fact that someone like amanda who has come from such a crazy background and in through a crazy door and crazy system can be at that level, I think is like kind of shocking to people. Yeah, she's bringing something else to the table, you know? Like that that's the cool thing about Amanda is yeah. because she has built this massive audience on social media, she is not only just a pretty face, she also has a personality that people understand. So when they see any of her modeling photographs, they know all this other stuff goes with it. Right. And that's that's a huge testament to what she's been able to do. And I think that's so and I can't really tell the story in great detail. I mean, you know it offline, but 
a friend of mine is a very big movie producer and I helped him work on a movie. Mm -hmm. And during the casting, he cast a big model, a big Instagram model, but just a big model, like Mm -hmm. a, a mainstream name that if I said it, he'd be really pissed off. But, you know, (laughs) but you'd know who she was. Like I'm talking major model, right? And they booked her in the film. And I remember saying at the beginning, I was like, I don't think this is going to work the same way. She's a very static model. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not really engaging. It's just beautiful pictures of her. And they're beautiful. I'm not saying that. But, um, and I remember bringing up Amanda and I was like, you need someone like this. And this is when Amanda was probably 10 million viewers. And I was like, you know, only 10. Only 10. And it's like, she's really funny and like really hot. And people like are rabid fans of hers. And so they went with Big Supermodel. And they literally got zero asses in seats. No yeah. bump on the trailer, nothing. They couldn't get anything from it. Yeah, audiences are showing that they don't really convert. Yeah, and it's not like that. And then, then what, you, what you find with someone like Amanda who has built that platform and engages and has such an interaction with their audience, it like it changes the dynamic a little mm-hmm. bit. And that, I think, is like really impressive. Totally. So, but let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So what she's been able to do lately is combined sort of the sexuality of the modeling side with the comedic of her influencer and social media side. And the two combinations of that have really grown her brand. And I would say almost like an exponential effect because it's opened doors like crazy now that she couldn't open before when it was just Amanda Cerny, the sort of comedic vine mm-hmm. personality. And she wouldn't even had close to the same reaction if it was just Amanda Cerny check out my hot body and look how sexy I am. Like those two things together yeah. with the fitness and stuff, explosion. So I, I asked this to you and I've been waiting all week for you to come. Um, you have, and I'm just trying to be very like scientific here. Okay. You have a similar look. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But do you know what I mean? Like you, you're, you're young, you're very pretty, you have a, beautiful figure, mm-hmm. you at your particular sort of trajectory, in my opinion, and we've talked about this before, you don't use that as a part and parcel to what you do. It's sort of like, it's certainly more about your knowledge and the way you work and all of, in your side. Yeah. You don't bring, a, like you don't do modeling stuff. No, not really. I did when I was younger, um, mostly because I didn't really know who I was yet right. and I didn't really understand uh, kind of how Hollywood worked and I was like, you know, like I was saying, trying to climb that mountain um, any any way that I thought maybe this could be my in. But I quickly realized that modeling wasn't for me because so many of the modeling jobs require uh, either partial nudity or nudity. And for me, I was just like, that. that's not me. I don't know that I want to do that. Right. Um, and so I thought, well, if I'm not going to go full throttle into this world, why am I even dabbling? Um, so I was very <laughs> – I was actually very much when I moved to Los Angeles – willing to take any job as long as I got to keep my clothes on and it paid. Those were my rules. So I was the hamburglar for a while. Like, I mean, any job. I, I <laughs> If it paid and I got to keep my clothes on, I would take it. I would be Barney. Like, whatever you needed me to do, no shame, I'll do it. Um, but that was just my personal line. And everybody has a different personal line. Um, so I didn't really pursue the modeling thing. Hang on a second. Let's talk about on a, on a personal side, your personal brand. Yeah. Like, and what you do on the social media in that world, right? I, I totally get your journey here where you start looking at the modeling thing it doesn't go the way you want it's uncomfortable you move into tech and all the all the stuff you do but it's a different world now it's 2019 and 
there's a clear pattern of somebody with the goods and the smarts and the funny and the history, a, a, a layer of sexy and the fact that it's like beautiful girl kind of stuff has another pull onto it. And it, it comes with a bigger audience. Like yeah, you're following your presence, your like all of your popularity and stuff would be, you know, could be massively amplified. Oh, my numbers would be a lot better. Right. Sure. By turning that up a thing. Do you find that now that you're, that you've seen it more and you're more comfortable with who you are now and your business, would you consider turning that dial up now? No, it's not me. It's just not who I am. Um, I like I said, I think I have a very kind of like cutesy face, not a hot face, and that's a big part of it. And there's <laughs> a difference hilarious. there. Um, I want people to comment on that. Tell me what you think if she has a cutesy face. No, or a I'm hot much face. more cutesy, and I also grew up being like the quirky, awkward girl. Right. Like I was, and and that probably has a lot to it when I say it's not me. Maybe a better way to clarify that is I was always the kid that got picked on and didn't have a lot of friends. I was not the popular girl. Right. I would, you know, I was the chick that the mean girls made fun of. Um, so there's nothing in my persona that makes me feel like now I can compete with the hot girls. If that makes any sense. Oh, I know what like, you're saying. I'm still very much the like weird kid that's much more comfortable behind a keyboard and mouse. Um, and that's where I feel most comfortable, which is I think why in my content I gravitate towards um, being informational and relying on my intellect, which I think is right. my more IRL high stat. I get um, that. <laughs> so I do a lot of informational stuff. And sometimes, not to say that I, I don't feel confident about my body, because honestly, especially since having a kid, I'm like, dude, this body made a human. Yes, like I this remember. body is badass. That. Yeah. Um, and so and I'm not very posing proud in, of it. Yeah. And you're not out there in turtlenecks. Don't get me wrong. Right, Still very yeah. sexy. I see you lots of time. I'm like, damn, she looks good. So Thank you. I'm not I saying that. I appreciate that. I'm just saying like, <laughs> all right, so let me ask you this. Because yeah. that, by the way, the way you describe that sounds great. But I wonder if there's a little bit like, let's say that if you posted, a, if you were in the beach and you posted a really like risque kind of bikini shot. Yeah. There's a good, there's a good chance it might be one of your most engaged oh, photos, which is kind of weird, Not even right? a good chance. It 100% <laughs> would okay, good. be because the internet. S- yeah. And so then it's like, Okay, do you would you feel a diminished from the other things you were doing? Does no. that keep you from doing it a bit? No. I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel that now. I would have when I first started out. Right. Um when I first started out, I would have felt like no one's going to listen to what I have to say if they just think of me as this like sex icon or whatever. Right. Um not that I could ever be that because honestly, you talk about bikini in a risque pose on a beach and I'm like I would fall over mid photo. And like that would be the photo yeah, yeah, that would be hilarious. You, you play that card well. I, I don't. You. I don't do the sexy super well. Um, but now I don't feel like it would diminish because I have so many years of content right. online to to say that. But I think that's I kind of the question that I'm though. talking that's, about. Yes, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like we, with all the years and your following, and everybody know, knows you for that now. Mm-hmm. The bikini shot would still be your number one shot. It would like, still it's be so like, weird. Well, because it's the internet. I know. The internet I, is for porn. The, I, <laughs> people are on the internet always seeking out sexy stuff. Right. It's, you know, especially like Instagram's very visual medium. Like yeah. that's what people are there for. And I think someone made a comment, you know, you do the top nines at the end of the year. And I did my Instagram top nine. And they were all kind of sexy photos that made my top nine. Right. And uh, someone had made the comment like, oh, hilarious that these are your top nine photos for the year. Wonder why. Yeah. Um, and I don't really do sexy posts. So they were like form-fitting dresses yeah. or um, I guess shots where maybe 
God forbid, uh, my my top half of my body was featured in the shot in a way that made my waist look tiny, my boobs look big. Yeah, because but that's pretty well any shot. Of pretty you. well, it's gonna I, look like yes. That. I I was born into a family of very Dolly Parton esque looking women. That's that's what we all look like. Um, but. Yeah, I, I don't feel like that diminishes from. I just think that's it is what it is. That's because I the find world that a little bit. In. So I always thought, if I could, I be more. And you and I have had this conversation. Yeah. Could I be more successful if I decided to capitalize a little bit more on the sexy shots right. and that stuff? Sure, of course, my numbers would be better. Um, and kudos to friends of mine and coworkers of mine who have gone that route and now have followings that are triple my size. Um, five times my size, whatever it is. Um, that's awesome for them. I think that they carry a confidence within them that is very different than mine. Um, you know, like I said, like if I tried to do a sexy photo shoot, I feel like I would fall over or there'd be like a bug in my left nostril or like there would be something that is horribly unsexy about it. Um, every now and then I'll get like a good sexy shot and then I'll post it because I'll be like, oh my God, look at that, look what I did. Right. Um, but it's it's not who I am every single day. So I don't want to build a brand around it because Got I don't it. feel like that's genuine. And that sort of leads to why I found the Amanda side of this so fascinating because yeah. she's like, I'm just going to go kill everything. I'm going to I'm gonna win at all of it. Yeah. And she was able to use, because if you look at her early vines, she has zero skin zero sex appeal like none right and she's very like it's almost like she's specific i think she says that in the interview that she's like was specifically out of that mode right and during that entire time nobody would have known that she had posed for playboy like i, I didn't know i didn't know either that actually on, honest i actually had forgotten completely forgotten and then when i had talked when we were doing the interview i was like oh yeah i had totally forgotten that but kudos to her for doing that because I, I mean, I wouldn't have had the courage to do that in Crazy, college. Right? The fact that she did that, though, connected her to people who eventually were able to help her start on Vine and yeah. get all of that going. So, and even more so, and you'll, and we'll, we'll do the interview now, but like, yeah. um, even more so to be able to bounce off that and to take all the upside of it, none of the downside of it, and to come, like I said, almost like an end around the traditional model actress approach and just slide right in into it's like it's like a hit song that just comes out of nowhere and just enters the chart at number three and it's like what mm -hmm. and it's like last year you might not have heard of her now she's like one of the top five models in the world it's like whoa how did that happen and she's like yeah i'll show you how i had it how it happened like work and design and like skill and comedy like i was just like holy crap like this is really cool yeah. Um, and her story is really fascinating and how she's been able to leverage that and leverage the sexuality. And like she says, like, I don't care why you come to see me. Like, I just want you to see, like, I'm going to make all of it work. And it's like, oh, yeah. That ambition cool. is inspiring. That's right. Yeah. Um. So I had a really good time with her. She's turned into a friend and, and I've really enjoyed being around her and, and her and Batch. And that whole group is like remarkably talented. And like you said, kind of inspiring, I have to say. Super inspiring. Um. So here we are. Here I am with uh, Amanda Cerny. All right, Amanda, here we are. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming to me. Yes, of course. <laughs> I figure a lot of people would go anywhere you are. Oh. They chase you around, I see. Uh, hopefully yeah. not to my home. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it's interesting. You must have a very strange sort of relationship with a fan base because of the social media world. People must feel like they like know you really well and are like, 
right ability to come right up to you and be like, hey, I yeah. see you every day in my Yeah, phone. it's crazy because when people do come up, they feel like they know me already. So yeah. they're like, Amanda, good to see you. Oh, my God. Yesterday was crazy. So right. they just start. And I'm like, what? Oh, like, yeah, my stories. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> right. yeah. So it's they know so much about me. And it's sometimes really nice because I don't really have to explain myself or you know the things that i like they already know or the things that i don't like they already know so it actually makes life a little bit easier as on a positive side of it you know um okay so let me play the get to know you game yeah my audience i always do (laughs) so where did you grow up well okay i was born in pittsburgh got it and then when i was one my parents moved to iowa and then when i was four we moved to connecticut and then when i was third we moved to South Florida. Got it. Yeah. So majority, I would say Connecticut and South Florida. And did you come to LA with the idea, I want to be an actress? Yeah. yeah and when was sure. that? Uh, 2011, 2012. And that is prior to, I'm going to be on social media stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. So this is like, <laughs> hey, I'm just going to go do the traditional actress route. Yeah, I didn't even know. I knew YouTube was the thing, but right. I didn't really see that as in my path just because I wanted to do traditional acting. I wanted to be in films. I wanted to be on in TV. I was taking acting classes, improv classes. And, uh, but it was kind of disappointing and discouraging in the beginning when I first did move out here. I think it was more 2012 when I did. And it was just in the sense that a lot of management companies said no to me. And a lot of agencies were like, maybe it's not the right time. So it's like, for me, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, what comes first, you know, having the real or having the acting job or having the agency or because it all seemed to weigh on each other. Yeah. And how long is this process for you? Like a couple of years kind of thing? No, like when I when I got out here and I was starting to look and everybody was telling me, no, I mean, it's an immediate sign to yourself, right? It's like, all right, why are they saying no to me? (laughs) How do I build a reel to show them what I can do? And so that was like, you know, maybe some months, right? And then I had friends that did YouTube um, that I met before when I was in LA and one of my friends, Jimmy Tatro, did YouTube and I remember he did like sketch comedy on his YouTube channel. So I was like, oh, maybe I could do stuff with Jimmy and then I could use that to build a reel for myself. So I told Jimmy, anytime that you need somebody for your YouTube stuff, I'm available. You don't have to pay me. I'll do it anytime. Just let me know. And then so I was doing like these YouTube sketches and then Jimmy right away he was going out of town to film 20, 22 Jump Street. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. He got a movie from doing his YouTube stuff. That's awesome. So there was like a little trigger of a sign for me that, you know, that could be relevant. But he's also really good at acting, too. So I'm like, all right, you know, it makes sense. He got it. Um, but I was like, how did he get the audition? <laughs> so right. for me, I'm like, how is this working? Um, and then when Jimmy was leaving, he's like, I'm like, where are you? How am I supposed to shoot stuff for my reel? You're going out of town to introduce me to like other YouTubers or something so I can act in this stuff. And then he's like, well, I'm going out of town, but I'll be back. But there's also this new app called Vine that I think that you would do really well on. It's shorter um, sketches that you could do. And you can learn how to edit and you can learn how to like write your own stuff. Cause I told him I want to make some of my, even if I had to film my own reels and stuff, like I wanted to do that, but I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to film it. I didn't know the rules of filming or anything like that. So it boggles my mind. Yeah. So then I started doing Vine. And um, at the time I was just like studying comedy more. I was, um, 
even watching more YouTube videos than right. how to like, because <laughs> I never went to film school. Okay, so you start doing stuff on Vine. At yeah. this point, mm-hmm. you're not really an actress. Um, no. You're not even really, you're not a model. Like you were doing print or covers or. Yeah, I mean. I mean, this I, is kind of crazy. Like this is, you're, you're doing a few of these new social media stuff. Yeah, I mean, because I did when I was at Florida State, like before I came out, out to LA and the reason why I was so back and forth was because I did the Playmate Centerfold for 2011 in October. Got it. And when I was at college at Florida State, I was going for business. I was doing really well in school on the right track. And then two of my friends were like, oh, you should submit to be a Playmate Centerfold. I'm like, no. Why would you tell me to do that? That's crazy. And then I got bored in my dorm and I was looking up, you know, Playmate Centerfolds. I was like, this is amazing. Like such an iconic brand, such a cool thing. And I was like, I'll just send bikini photos that I have from Florida right. <laughs> and just send them in and whatever happens. I just looked at the email on the website. I was like, all right, I just send it. And then the next day, I remember at college on campus, I was walking around campus going to my class. And I was like, oh, shit, why did I just send photos of me to an email address on like it was just bikini photos, but still. And then they emailed me back that day. So I was like, oh, thank God, like the next it's day. Not a, it's not some phony thing that's trying to steal your pictures. It's right. real. Got yeah, it. just because it was on the website, too. Um, and they said they wanted to fly me out to L.A. for a test shoot and all paid, like, go to the mansion, do the shoot with the photographers that have been there for, like, 50 years. And that was... Is this somebody <laughs> tell you on an email? Um, or are they call. to call you, right? Yeah, they called. And it was the lady. Right. <laughs> so, so that helps. Little, yeah. So I just want to back this up. So you're on, you're normal, you're a senior in college? Uh, junior? Technically, I was a senior because right. in Florida we have dual enrollment. Right. Yeah. Some version of that. Yeah. So you're on college, new to new, having a nice day. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'll send a bikini shot to Playboy, huh? Yeah. They're calling you like, yeah, we want to see you. Come on, we'll yeah. pay you. Come out. Yeah. It's got to be a little intimidating, right? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even paid. For me, I had to pay for everything growing up, like my car, my college, my right. phone if I wanted one. So I was like a free trip to California. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I didn't really think that they would choose me. I just thought of myself. And were they just like, hey, we just want to talk to you or we're going to take some test photos? Like, is this like, hey, don't worry about it, but you're going to have to get naked? Yeah. So, or is it like, no, no, we'll just we'll just figure it out and then you decide? Well, first, the, they're super professional yeah. on the call and everything. They just say the whole process of what it's like. So they're like, you'll come to L.A., you'll do your test shoot and then after the test shoot Hef looks at the photos and for every centerfold he's done this which is like kind of crazy yeah and then um he decides whether or not he wants to approve you to be a playmate centerfold or not and then you would have to come back and shoot your centerfold and if that's approved then you become um a playmate centerfold for whatever month right and then, so I was like, okay, so what What would I have to do? Like, what? Do, how do I prepare? And they're like, well, you just come out to LA. Um, we'll take care of accommodations. There's a, a guest house on the mansion grounds that all the girls test shooting stay at. Um, and then you'll be here for like five days if you want to stay an extra day or whatever, because we have the yearly Halloween party is when I went. I was like, yeah, I want to stay for the Halloween party. How cool. And then um, from there, we fly you back and then we would let you know whether or not your photos are approved. And I was like, all right, sounds simple enough. So I flew to LA. I borrowed a bunch of clothes from like my friends because I had like, (laughs) I don't even know what clothes, just nothing that was worthy of like wearing out and stuff. 
So then uh, I flew to L.A. and I remember they had a limo driver to pick me up. And I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. And then they drove me straight to the mansion. And I was just like in sweatpants, like no makeup on. And they're like, all right, you have to go meet Hef um, before like, because he went to bed pretty early and uh, so I was like okay so I'm like I'm not ready at all I'm definitely not gonna get this so I went into um the main house and then in the side room is the dining room area and at the time he had I think he had three girlfriends that he was like yeah <laughs> dating his, all of them yeah, his, his thing yeah yeah and of course all blondes and i go in there and i'm so nervous i'm like are these girls gonna like kill me like are they nice everybody was so nice so welcoming i just went in there and then hef came right down he's like hi i'm hugh hefner nice to meet you congratulations and good luck at your shoot and blah 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 and then he's like all right and then he went back upstairs and i'm like awesome like that's crazy and then I just went back to my room. And then um, the next day is like I went to the studio. I believe it was in Santa Monica where they've done all their like test shoots for right. every centerfold. And even like shooting nude for the magazine, I was so nervous at first because I've never posed. I was going to say like it's got to be nerve wracking. And I'm like, I'm not even worthy to be here. Why am I here? <laughs> like, And um, then... When the makeup artist walked up to me, she was like, you look super nervous right now and don't be. It's actually the same makeup artist that I had for my Playmate shoot was there for my guest shoot, too, which is crazy how the world works. Yeah. Um, but she's like, you look super nervous right now. Just know this is so professional. We have celebrities come in here all the time to shoot their magazine, their their centerfold, their, you know, their cover. And everybody's super professional. They've all been here for 50 years. They don't even sexualize any moment of the shoot. It's just like for them, they got to get their shot. They got to get it lit. Otherwise, they're fired. So right. they got to get a good shot. And that made me super comfortable. So after that, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it's just like a normal photo shoot then. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, no problem. Just... <laughs> it's fine. I'm just free. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then I flew back to Florida. Well, I did the Halloween party. I went to Paris's... Um, I think it was our Halloween party. And at the time, like the biggest celebrity that, uh, well, one of the, somebody that recently blew up because of Napoleon Dynamite was like around that time. Right. <laughs> was Pedro. Oh my God. I met Pedro at Paris's uh, Halloween party. <laughs> um, just a side note, the Halloween party was the best party. Yeah. Of all the ones. Like I, I've been to a couple of them. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. But mm -hmm. um, Halloween was always my favorite. Yeah, it was, was so oh, cool. I mean, it, it changed over the years. But when I first got there, it was awesome. Yeah. So much fun. Okay, so you do the test shoot. Mm -hmm. And then you literally get put on a plane and off you go back home, right? Yeah. After that. And it's like, Ship me off. you don't have no <laughs> idea what's happening. Yeah, I was like, I'm definitely not. Because I didn't hear from them for like three right. months. And did they say something like, hey, you might not get the centerfold, but you might be in the magazine anyways with these test shoots. Or it's kind of like, it's if you're doable. out, you're out. It's Yeah. And I wouldn't, I don't think I would have wanted to do it if it wasn't for the centerfold. Right. Yeah. So you're like, okay. And then back to normal life. Which has got to be a little weird. Did you tell yeah. everybody in like in your circle what was going on? Or I were there... tried to. Nobody answered their phones. Everybody yeah. was super busy. I was so excited. And then I kind of lost the excitement because everybody was calling that day. When I right. got back to share my story, like nobody was answering. So I just like ran down the street like, woo. Yeah. <laughs> and then so how long before you find out things went good for you? Like what goes uh, on there? 
It was like three months. I mean, I just did my classes. I three months go by, you not thinking anything of it. Yeah, I thought I didn't get it, which was fine with me. Like I was like, all right, cool. Like good experience. Yeah, they can't use the photos anyway if right. I got it or not, and I could just have that experience for the right. rest of my life, which is cool. But then the phone rings. Yeah, and then. Um, so they call me and they're like, we have great news. Um, Hef approved your photos. So we're going to fly you out for your centerfold shoot, which is for you're out in LA for like two weeks, I think shooting your centerfold and, um, and then we'll go over the, the whole contract and the way your year will work, like promoting your centerfold and stuff. And social media wasn't even a thing then. Right. And I was like, all right, awesome. Like, okay gotta call my mom because i <laughs> didn't really call her before right <laughs> so uh so yeah and then i called my mom my mom was super excited she was like that is awesome i'm so proud of you oh my god that's yeah. a great reaction yeah what was, about your dad uh no <laughs> yeah so they're divorced um my dad was lectured me and he was like you're doing so good in school you, how are you going <laughs> to do business with this and well you're going to be all over really think about what you want in life and i was like <laughs> i want to be naked in a magazine like- <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so i chose that and yeah and then i came out to la again did my centerfold shoot and then also there was like that nervous moment um, of whether or not it would be approved because it's still like another still step. still got to be good. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, at this point, like, I hope it goes through because now it's like a lot of effort on, on my right. end. So and like breaking the news to your parents, too, yeah. you better go through. Yeah. Yeah. And so what month was it that it came out? October 2011. So is that so that takes another like six or seven months for it to yeah. come out, right? So you're. Yeah. Now you know it's coming out. Yeah. So when you see the pictures, you're happy with them? You're excited? It looks great? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm better now. <laughs> but like at that time, I was 19. Right. So, you know, I was so, like, I was super, I was confident with myself, but I was also just very like, I don't know. I, I don't, in my photos, it just didn't come across that way either. Right. And it's just like, I was, I was super young and just didn't have much creative control over it either. Yeah. But it's still like for me, what makes it really cool and, you know, something that makes me okay with it is like it was like Hugh Hefner that did like approved everything. Right. It was like at that time. So it's still super to me iconic moment. Yeah. So And so when it comes out, yeah. Does life change for you or were you surprised where it was like sort of still the same well, normal life? Yeah. Even though you're on the centerfold of well, it's, the biggest men's magazine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different. I mean, I moved down to Miami because I was in Tallahassee at Florida right. State. I was like, not doing this anymore. So I had like um, a semester left and I was like, all right, I'm not, I don't even know what I'm going to school for anymore because I'm probably not going to get the CIA job that I want. Right. Um, so then I moved down to Miami and I started taking acting classes and improv classes because I always loved just doing like filming things with my sisters growing up. And I was like, I don't really want to do modeling. I don't think I I'm like, there's so many beautiful girls in the world. And for me, I'm just like, I'm just me. And I'd rather show my personality or my creativity through video. I think that you can do a lot more with that. Um, So I started studying that more in Miami. But I've noticed like when I did go to Miami, like my friends that knew I did a Playmate Centerfold, like it was like the coolest thing ever. And I would get like 
invited to restaurants like, oh, like just come and like, you know, eat free meals here whenever you want. So I had like free food everywhere in Miami, which was cool. Um, But you just notice a little bit like people love when you're I guess, somewhat famous, I don't right. even know. Anything like, that I wasn't elevates even famous. you a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> centerfold in a magazine, but I notice how people change a little bit even right. with that. I'm like, oh, that's weird to me. So but... then when you come out to L.A. Mm-hmm. and you're looking to do the acting yeah, and it's not sort of an instant success, it's not going the way you probably hoped. Right. Is there any thought that like, oh, did the Playboy stuff like hurt my chances at conventional acting? Like, yeah. Was there a, was there a moment or a time there where you were like, oh, what did I do, kind of thing? A thousand percent. Got like it. every time I met with a uh, management, they would tell me, oh, you're a playmate, so these are the type of jobs you we can get you, or like which were all club appearances. Right. <laughs> I'm like, all right, awesome, and we're gonna be fifty doing a club appearance, like, right. and that's not exciting. Um, not to put down like if people like doing it, you love doing that, but I don't think I want to be partying my whole life and be the, right. have that be my claim to fame. Um, but even that, it's like, and then I would go to the agencies and they'd be like, all right, well, we can take you on our roster, but it's we would have to submit you for like the stripper roles or these roles. And I'm like, I like that was an uh, I in my mind, that was the coolest thing ever that I did. And but I checked that off the bucket list. That's the most that I could do ever and be proud of in that world. So I got to keep growing from that right. and level up, you know. Um, but nobody was willing to give me the chance to do it. So I just figured I had to create that opportunity for myself. I mean, we're going to get into it, but like, oh my God, what a brilliant F you to everybody now. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that in a minute. Don't <laughs> let's all jump ahead. Oh my God. So we're, we're Vine starts to take off for you. Yeah. So with Vine, I started doing comedy skits, uh, like short the six second videos, if you don't know what Vine oh, is, yeah. <laughs> but um, or was because it's gone now. Um, but I started doing those. And at first they were horrible. Like I had no idea what I was doing. If I even now, if I watch like some of my best Vines back, I'm like, oh, my gosh, why did this work? Um, but with Vine, what I tried to do was focus on like I even made sure I was fully covered up with like turtlenecks on and right. like my own content just because I was like, all right, if I want to get away from that, I have to, you know, do it in that way as right. like annoying as that sounds to some people, I'm sure. Um, nowadays, it's not like that anymore. Like nowadays, right. it's more like women are empowered to show your skin. Like it doesn't matter what people think. And if you want to, you know, it's like it shouldn't be your whole brand or if it is, then you love your body that much and great. But at that time, it was like, all right, you're a stripper or <laughs> you're yeah, like and, that. And by the way, you had specifically had yeah. this sort of incident. Like you had had the both sides of it where it's like, hey, I have a I have a dream. I have a goal I have want to do. And now th- this play thing has sort of inter- interfered with that. Yeah. And it's palpable. Like you could sense that. Mm-hmm. So I understand the idea that like, okay, I'm going to try to do stuff and make sure I'm as far away from that as possible. Yeah, because I mean, it's perception, right? Right. So, or perspective. But um. So for me, I was just doing all that content and then all of a sudden, like my content started to get a little bit better and I started to get more views because I was one of the few that were doing vines at the time. And then Jimmy, Jimmy's like a blessing in this, right? Um, He's such a good guy. But he introduced me to Batch and Batch is King Batch on social media. He does 
vines acting traditionally oh, yeah. and all I, that stuff. My list is no patch. Yeah. <laughs> so even from there, I met Batch and I met Batch actually right by here at the W Hotel. And we both met through Jimmy. We just sat in the lobby and we we're like, all right, like you do vines too. Yeah, I do vines. All right, you want to do vines together and then we can grow our audiences and just like work that way. And then so we were talking about that, coming up with the creative ideas. And at the same time, we just slowly became best friends because we're both from West Palm Beach. Yeah. We both went to Florida State and we both have the same birthday and we both have the same goal of acting. So I'm like, all right, you are my new favorite person. Got so it. <laughs> Yeah. But um, then we started collaborating and Batch was actually the reason that everybody moved into 1600 Vine, the building. <laughs> Um, just because so many people were moving out to L.A. to collaborate more with other influencers on Vine specifically. Right. And n nobody knew where to live in moving out here. I already lived at the Broadcast Center was my first apartment where a ton of people, I feel like, yeah. moved near the Grove when they first moved here. Um, but then I ended up even moving here because it saved me 20 minutes of driving, which I hate driving. Nice. So. Um, so we all ended up living in this apartment building together and collaborating every single day. We would just devote the entire day to being in each other's sketches and coming up with ideas and helping each other shoot. So built this whole community around it. Yeah. And it took off for you in a pretty big way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I've talked to lots of social media stuff before. Your content and stuff really was impressive and grab people and you guys worked at it like unbelievably hard yeah like it was a full-time job day in day out to build that it didn't happen overnight no so vine's gonna shut down by that time you're already across all the other platforms your your instagram is starting to blow up mm -hmm. you make at some point the sort of move sort of back to the modeling side of it because your your pictures and your and the stuff you start being much more you know very sexy yeah like really sort of showcasing that stuff was that an easy transition or was it like were you pulled into that because the audience was just demanding it and no. it was just natural or how did that sort of come to be i think it was balanced well like i i think i was able to show my personality and the comedic self-deprecating side to me side of me on my in my videos and i personally think that's what people respond the most to and tag their friends in and created the most growth for me yeah for sure but as filler content there's always photos so for me i'm like yeah i'm wearing like a cute outfit or i want to take a hot pick or whatever and post it up then i can do that too and i i didn't feel as limited anymore with showing that side of me right um, just because I, I was able to establish a fan base of millions of people that n knew me solely because of my videos yeah, and had no idea that I was a Playmate Centerfold before until they Googled me. Right? right. And then it's like a surprise, like, oh, Amanda did Playboy after doing Vines? Like what? I'm like, no, no, I did that. The other way around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First. And so it, that's what, but without being a, a Playmate Centerfold, like I wouldn't probably have made the move out to LA. So it's right. like, I feel like everything in life just happens for a reason and you, you grow as a person and it just moves you to where you're supposed to be. And what I find really fascinating is you've become one of the more popular Instagram models. Mm -hmm. We'll put the comedy side for yeah. a second, but as a model mm -hmm. on Instagram, easily one of the most popular with the ridiculous fan base and the huge following you have. Yeah. Do you find that sort of people in that industry still don't like 
They don't value the way you came up into that yeah. because you came through social media. You didn't do the traditional sort of model Sorry. pace. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. It's changed a lot. Probably two years ago, not at all. Like they probably didn't value me whatsoever just because uh, she's doing social media stuff. Like right. we're traditional thrip flips the hair back. Right. But um, now it's different to where every single model needs a social media following. Otherwise, they're not going to get booked. Right. So now they need to grow that and all of them want to do collaborations or want to do things to help grow their following. And I have no resentment or, you know, animosity towards people for not being supported, uh, supportive of me in the beginning, even though if I would reach out, like maybe they wouldn't even respond to me. Right. right? But you could be. Yeah. <laughs> you could have some resentment. I'll have some resentment for you. Thanks. <laughs> um, but now it's like, you know, why not? do collaboration somebody else's success right. doesn't hurt you i mean yeah people are competitive in the industry and stuff but at the same time like your fans are going to be your fans you can share fans with other people it's just like people are gonna follow who they enjoy to watch right and so it's all like what's cool about my career so far is kind of the people chose me so it's yeah. not like hollywood was here love her or if um a brand was like forcing me down their throats and making me popular that way it was the other way around to where now i have like this army of people that support me and it's so amazing because they're the reason why i'm able to do the things that i love now yeah it's i mean it's remarkable so then at, at the pinnacle of all this mm -hmm. you end up getting the guests yeah guests i love guests. which is like i mean <laughs> there's only a couple of like highest level model pieces in the business mm -hmm. that being one sports illustrated swimsuit cover i guess is the other one that might still hold some mm -hmm. big value but like that had to be a pretty fulfilling like sort of again i would go to the fu moment but yeah. you seem to be <laughs> a lot more balanced than i would be in the same situation <laughs> but like to go from all of the journey that you've been on to like like you said to literally crawl your way into this role by bringing an army of people with you that supported you. Yeah. And now you get one of the greatest, largest traditional model roles in the business. Yeah. Gotta be a bit of a win. It's amazing. I So that all kind of happened because I was shooting a music video. It was like a narrative music video to help promote Morocco. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in uh, Marrakesh filming that, but it was with uh, Dinah Jane, French Montana, Red One, and um daddy yankee so like the most the most random group of people right and it was me and my friend abla who were the ones just tra traveling through a journey in morocco which was like the highest budgeted music video it's so ridiculous if you watch it like the vfx and yeah. stuff are just um but from there abla worked at guess and she was like and guest sponsored the whole video and I was like, oh, I love Guess so much. They're such a good brand. And she's like, you would be perfect for Guess. Let me set you up a meeting. And I was like, really? Like, you would do that? That's awesome. So from there, they she set up a meeting with me, um, Paul Marciano, um, his assistant, like their whole creative department. And I went into the office and I sat, sat down with them. And he was like, thank you so much for coming. Like, they were all just super excited, which surprised me i'm like i thought you were doing me a favor by meeting me like nope yeah not, not anymore yeah which was really cool and then he was like i followed you for a long time on social media i've seen all your posts and your content like 
I think you're hilarious. I really like what you're doing with your brand and just being able to show your personality and that side of you too. He's like, you're the complete guest girl and we would love to have you um, and start our relationship with you for the spring 2018 uh, athleisure campaign. And it's our first time doing athleisure. And for me, I'm like, really? You want me? So they were like, yes. So we ended up doing that deal and then did the whole photo shoot. I was super excited with even just that. And that line came out. It was like in all the stores, like in all the storefronts and in all the magazines, like it was in Vogue and we did a Vogue photo shoot too for it. And they just put me everywhere in like the fashion world. And I thought, all right, that's really cool of them to do to like publicize me like that too. I mean, obviously like they benefit from it also, but at the same time, it's just for me, humbly, it's really cool. Um, But that sold out for them and that was like one of their best performing lines. So they were like, all right, we want to do more. We want to do the summer campaign for summer campaigns with you and our spring accessories campaign and eyewear campaign. And I was like, oh, okay. So we ended up doing all those. And then they were like, we want to do the global fall 2018 campaign where they ended up putting my image on like the size of skyscrapers with my name on it and just everywhere. And for me, I've always worn guests growing up. And yeah, that was like one of the clothes that like fit like a curvier girl too and looks great. Um, But so for me, I was super excited. I remember seeing all those guest images, like all the black and white images and just iconic photos again. I'm like, ah, I love it. Like how lucky am I? This is just the coolest thing ever. What you've been able to bring is this sort of this raw sort of talent and sexuality to it that it's like, and like you said, this army of people. And I just find that so fascinating. And it's just sort of like, oh, because I know what's happening in those those boardrooms. They're like, can we get her to do this? This is who we need. Like, we need product. We need things. Like, that's the audience we want to get. People pay attention to her. People like, she actually has influence, which I find sort of fascinating. And to come up from where you've been able to go through and the and the process. And I'm and listen, I you know I started with the social media movie, Mm -hmm. learning the process of like how social media is much more relevant than I gave it credit for. I think you're a perfect example of that. It'd be one of the most popular models in the world, all basically self-created, which is like really cool. Um, How about your dad now? (laughs) How is he loving it now? Yeah, he's like, this is awesome. When can I visit your house in LA? That's (laughs) right. Yeah, I'm like, come whenever, dad. So you grew up with, and it's like financially it's all on you. When was the first like, oh my God, I'm getting paid for this. Like this could be a living. Yeah, I think it was on Vine in the beginning, even when I was like a million followers on Vine, I was getting like a thousand to five thousand dollar brand deals. And and I was like, like, this is Whoa. the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. For like <laughs> I think one of the apps was this app called Hot or Not. Like it's yeah. changed a lot with what I do brand <laughs> deals with. Um, and now it's like you don't get out of bed for less than ten thousand dollars a day, they say. Yeah. You know, exactly. times ten. But is, is that <laughs> That's been a big change, right? Like financially, yeah. you're in a in a mode now where it's like you got to make real decisions well, and how to deal with stuff because it's like now you're talking about you know big players, big brands, big money. Yeah, a, you got to have a lot more people knocking on your door, agents, managers, people who represent you, people who help you, people who want to get you to do stuff. How do mm-hmm. you manage that? Because it's in a, in a shorter career. This is a short time frame. Yeah. You know, this is we're talking about four or five years to go from kind of like hustling on your own to being like where you are today. Yeah. 
Well, it, it's a lot of noise. You're right. Um, but for me, it was also just finding the right team around me, too. Until recently, I haven't had a manager for like over a year and I've tried different management firms and it just didn't work out because a lot of them didn't know what to do with me or, you know, because there's so many verticals for me to be in and that I need to be in and need to be working on things. So it just didn't make sense to go super traditional with a manager for me. Right. Um, and then for agency, like I was like the most thing and the best thing they can help me out with is the traditional stuff. So the film and TV stuff, the uh, producing or whatever that I want to do, I, that, that world still needs that. Yeah. Um, just cause it works in a certain way, but not until recently, probably like even a few weeks ago to a month ago, I, I got my manager and she's just a badass, like so amazing entrepreneur works really hard is involved in like all different parts of the industry and just more entrepreneurial though and more creative with what she does yeah so for me that's why i was like her i need her and i like begged her to be my manager and she's like yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> like she's like this will be awesome because that's cool yeah and somebody i can trust too um because that's very hard to find also but for me also with brands i have to be super particular with like the ones that I work with and especially because I, I do have a lot of influence and if I'm promoting these like dangerous products or like oh, yeah. these things that are bad for your health or I my whole brand is about fun lifestyle healthy lifestyle wellness traveling um the environment doing good for others like sounds a little cliche but it's all how I try to live my life like even right. before I did social media. I was doing stuff over in Haiti that just like every time, unless you travel and go places and see them for yourself, you don't really realize how important certain things are or how, how much you can help other places as well. Um, and for me, that's a huge responsibility also because I do have such a strong following and from anywhere 18 to 24 is my biggest demographic. But then I also have 13 to 17 that are following me too that if I'm not promoting the good things and being their role model, which essentially I am that they look up to and they want to follow in certain footsteps of mine, if I'm not promoting these things that I, I actually truly believe in for them to see, then I'm not doing my job also. So there's yeah. a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And do you get a lot of people chasing you down for like, hey, tag me, make me famous? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been through connect and onto your that's why you thing. just have to make your circle really small yeah. too <laughs> um i definitely had to x some people out of my life that were just like you know toxic in that way i mean but understandably it's not like i have any hate for anybody it's just like i'm 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 more just like all right i just want positive energy around me like people that are working hard and motivated and don't need anybody else to succeed in their own minds they could just like you know try to do it on their own and if I can help people in any way I can, I will, but yeah. it shouldn't be somebody's whole motive with me. For well, and you said something earlier that made a lot of sense, which is like the audience now is like sophisticated. It's mm -hmm. just like, it used to be everybody followed everybody, but now it's like, it doesn't matter who you tag. Yeah. It, like your followers aren't going to just oh. gravitate to whoever you say to, like you got to have the content. And I remember, and like Batch was asking about this, oh, I'll tag you, I'll do all this stuff. I was like, that's fine. But like, I don't. I don't do what you do. Like yeah. <laughs> you're, anybody on your world is going to go to my stuff and be like, yeah, okay, fine. See you later. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's, that's not true. They'll see so your true. stuff and they'll be like, this guy's awesome. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, 
but it's just interesting that it's like the world is so much more sophisticated even on the social media side of it is like what you do is content wise mm-hmm. is highly crafted very curated it's like like we say in the industry it's a b tested like you know what's going to work what's not going to work yeah and i think you better right because if this is something that i'm doing every single day yeah it'd be a little pathetic if i didn't know what i was doing by now i, I, yeah. I know a lot of people do that kind of stuff every single day yeah. and don't know what they're oh, doing Jeez, you know. it's like how many hours do you need to become an expert like, Ten thousand. yeah yeah i don't know and how there many you it's are been, right but yeah. yeah but it just it I think it looks uh, like haphazard. It looks like it just magically happens. Right. Um, and people don't really see the work that goes behind it and how uh, how respectable the craft is to be able to do what you do. It's just not easy. Thanks. Yeah, I think people, I can see where that perspective comes from because even with, I mean, some people do blow up overnight. They get millions of followers, but then you just don't hear about them for right. after a year, you know, it's like a short roller coaster ride, right? You're up at the top, and unless you have a great kind of plan to stay there, you usually go down. Yeah. Like anything that usually happens really fast is hard to sustain because there's no building blocks to it, really. And what is your what's the next level for Amanda? Where do you go now from here? Well, film and TV. Like I've I've done some things, but I just want to get those big roles, those that awesome show that everybody is watching and just super excited to see like series content that is a series that I could put out to or even just films like storytelling. It's so much fun for me. Do you worry when you go to meet or audition on that, that people are looking at you for your influence and audience and less about your ability as an actress? Let them. I mean, I, like, I yeah, don't I don't care. care. <laughs> like I built that up. If I, it's a role that I think I can do and kill it in, then yeah. I'm going to do it. But if it's something that's not right for me, I'm not going to do it. I have no purpose. Right. You know? It's just so great because now all of those meetings. Yeah. Listen, all the meetings, you know, and I've been in lots of those meetings. Yeah. It, you know, it, the behind the scenes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's now kind of part of the conversation. Like, yeah. oh, he's got a big follow. Oh, she's got a big follow. Like mm-hmm. it actually has impact on who they cast and what they do and depending on the role. And like, mm-hmm. it's. It, listen, it's not a lot different than it used to be. You look at a star and be like, how bankable are they? Yeah. And that used to be about how many asses they can put in the seats and how many tickets they can sell in a theater mm-hmm. or you know, in a rating point. We used to believe that. Now, at the end of the day, social media is now such a part of our culture that that still becomes part of the conversation, just a little broader. It's like, mm-hmm. how bankable is Amanda? Yeah. It's like, you know what? She's a lot more bankable than a lot of other actresses because at the end of the day, she has a built-in following. People know who she is. You can clearly see the popularity and the sort of zest mm-hmm. for her brand. That actually, you know, that will carry a, a big stick as you walk into some of these rooms. I'm excited to see you continue this journey. Thank you. And I've heard really good things. Yeah? Very good things. Like Little what? Bernie told me you were an absolute, <laughs> like, consummate professional he said he was blown away with how great you guys were so that's a good thing right yes that is great yeah we like that because influencers tend to have a reputation of the opposite right (laughs) so it just shows that we're not all the same (laughs) i remember that happened to me too when i was trying to cast and try to build shows around yeah and a couple of the influencers i would tell them what we were doing and what we're looking at and they were like yeah go fuck yourself basically (laughs) like no i'm not doing that i make 10 times that in an afternoon no thanks yeah i was like what I, and they left us behind us, like, lousy TV producers, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all changing, and I think people realize more and more that at the end of the day, everybody's an influencer in some way or another, and yeah. 
um, even traditional celebrities are wanting to grow their stuff more. Like I have so many just celebrities that you see on normal film and TV that are wanting to do just collaborations for social media. I'm like, all right, then put me in your movie too. <laughs> like exactly. switch it around on you. <laughs> um, you're in a relationship. Yeah. You married? No. Engaged? No. Just waiting. Uh, Come on, man. No. Get up. Step up. No. What is going on? <laughs> you mean me He's, promote? Um, by the way, propose? I'm putting him in the seat next, so I'm going to yeah. find out what's going on with that. No, I'm kidding. But um, how is that process, being yeah. in a relationship when you're on the sort of the front lines of this in the world that you're in? That's got to be tough. Yeah. Well, actually, I, th- I think it makes it easier. Um, it, Do tell. Yeah. I Mainly because it puts me in a strictly professional kind of situation anytime I meet somebody knowing that I'm in a relationship already. So it's like in that sense of instead of people just hitting on me, like, oh, she has a boyfriend. All right. What do you want to do for work? <laughs> you know? Oh my God. That is an amazing point. I never would have thought of that. Right? Yeah. Um, but that's not the only reason. <laughs> that's the only reason you keep him around? <laughs> Shh, don't, tell don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah. No, he's like such a good guy, genuine, like good yeah. person. Um, and that's all that matters really. I mean, you could I could go out there and date celebrities or date a billionaire person, find that in in life. But, you know, that's just a headache sometimes. And like for me, it's kind of nice to have somebody who genuinely loves you and supports you and has no ego to help out with. Like, you know, so it's cool. And for me, I've I've kind of always been in a relationship. Um, So I met Johannes in the building that I lived in. And I would just always use him as the hot guy in my videos. <laughs> so, um, and for him, he's like, he does fitness. He's a trainer. Yeah. And he's super passionate about that. And into that, I'm like, good for you. Like, go for that. And so we've always been friends. And then I broke up with my boyfriend. And then, whoop, like, <laughs> he was How like. How long have you guys been together? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Um, years, oh. I think. You taking your fitness up? <laughs> Huh? Has he taken your fitness up a few levels? Actually, I don't know. He goes so much that he makes me like, I feel like he went for me. Right. So I'm like. <laughs> hey, baby, did we go to the gym today? Great. Thanks. He's like, yes. <laughs> Look at these gains. I'm like, oh, okay. That's a real, uh, listen, that's an excellent point. I'd never thought of that. Having the, having the boyfriend. And by the way, having him in your videos, well mm-hmm. known, like it would be hard to know you in any way and not know <laughs> yeah. that you guys were together. So it does sort of put that barrier right away. Yeah. Which I've never would have thought of that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, but also it's like having him in my videos and stuff. Like he's actually a good actor too. So Great. yeah, it's super awesome for me. I'm like, and I can be super, not have to put as big of a production on. I'll be like, hey, like do this with me. <laughs> and he's right. like, all right. Um, but also it's like, what's cool about my audience is that they're so used to me doing so many different types of collaborations that they're always excited for, and they don't care about the roles. They always just see me as a character that in them too. Right. So it doesn't put me in an, uh, an issue where it's like, why is that guy playing your boyfriend in that other video? And he's not Johannes. Cause like, you play all different characters. Yeah. So too. it's nice in, in that way too. But I always thought about like, I used to never talk about my relationships or like, I'm like, no, that's always separate. But now it's like in the world that we live in, like with stories and stuff, it's like you can't really hide stuff that much. And, yeah. And like it only benefits everything that we're both doing. So. Yeah. And what's the what's the hardest part about being Amanda these days? Um, 
I guess it would just focusing on one thing at a time. There's just so much going on that it's like one minute I'll be like, building this platform and then the next minute I go I have to focus on this so it's kind of prioritizing what I really and truly want to do which is acting so for me it's like sometimes I have to chill out with always producing for social media but at the same time I have to deliver things but maybe I don't have to make them as highly produced I can batch taught me recently to just start shooting on my phone again so I can get consistent content up and as long as the storyline's good people aren't going to care that's pretty cool. Well, Amanda, I tell you, you have fascinated me. Hey. I'm really <laughs> excited we got a chance to do this and that we run in a bunch of circles that we finally connected. So Yeah. And uh, I look forward to following your journey as you continue. Thanks. Maybe right. something together. Yeah. hey <laughs> uh, There she is, ladies and gentlemen, Amanda Cerny. What Yay. do you think, Trish? Um, yeah, it's crazy to me. I didn't even know like she said people didn't know that i was a playmate i didn't know that she was a playmate yeah um but from someone else who moved to like i also moved to los angeles with no connections and like well, i don't know what i'm doing it was fascinating to me to hear the story about how her becoming a playmate and even just coming out to la to do that test shoot for it even if she hadn't got it she went to the right parties and made the right connections. And she said, you know, when she did move out to Los Angeles, she had a couple friends already yeah. from those trips. And when she started mentioning who those friends were, like Jimmy Tetro, who's huge. And yeah. like she d- she made some good connections. And it just to me, it overall solidified to anyone listening to this that wants to come out to Los Angeles and make this happen. Be nice to everyone <laughs> because your connections and your friends that you make are so important. Like people say, and you can you can uh, talk to this too, Brent, but people say it's who you know in this industry. Yeah. And that's 100% true. So be nice to everybody and keep everyone close because you never know who's going to be the person who's going to introduce you to Batch, invite you into a house where everyone just helps each other create content yeah. 24-7 and works on a brand new social media platform that not many people have heard of and you know, can invite you to a music video shoot that eventually leads to like this huge modeling job. Like it is all about connections. Yeah. So be nice to everyone. And if you have the goods, they'll find it. And I just, I love the, listen, I I love that it was like literally as soon as she got here, it's like, it's not going to work. Like you're not going to get cast in anything. You're not going to be an actress. You can't find a, a, a manager, an agent. You can be a stripper in one of these things because you're in Playboy. And it's just like, do you know how many people probably had have had that kind of news and like turned around, hop in the bus and went home? Oh, everybody like, gets everybody that news. Yeah. I, I, I don't know a single person out here in L.A. who's in the entertainment industry that was not told no at least 500 right. times more than they were told yes. It's so hard for me to, to believe that with Amanda because she's so beautiful. I yeah. feel like agents and managers would want to scoop her right up, but I guess they pigeonholed her because they knew that she did Playboy. Yeah. And so they were like, well, these are the, are the only jobs you're right for, which is so crazy and so like great for her now to be able to look well, back and, you, and be like, ha ha. But if you think about it, if you didn't know her and her personality, like what would you think she was going to be an act? Would you think she's going to be a comedic actress? Like that I wouldn't be know. your thoughts and it would have been early in her career where she probably didn't have that kind of skill anyways i'm sure she didn't have television credits and you know people if you don't already have a television credit then they don't take you seriously for television so but i just found it remarkable when then you then she decides to dig in and starts creating and doing that on her own and, and making that happen and it's sort of like 
the industry itself is sort of like, who are you? Or like, you and what army is going to come and be famous? And she's like, oh, yeah, me and this army. The tens of millions of people that have I've went and got myself. Yes. And she said that, and she didn't hammer it. And I wish I would, if I could go back, I would have hammered that point with her, is that nobody forced her on anyone. Nobody put her in a magazine, and so you're like, oh, okay, well, that's the new face of Guess or Chanel or whatever it is. Nobody put right. her on a TV show and be like, okay, here it is. You you now like her or cast her. It's like she went out and got every single one of her fans herself, and she brought she those did. people to the table. And so when Guess has taken the meeting to be like, hey, we'd like to work with you, when she leaves, they're like, man, we got to sign her because every other model with nice boobs and a pretty face has – no effect on their sales whatsoever. And Amanda Cerny changed their sales. That's just the end of the story. Because yeah. she's got millions of followers that she went and got herself, which is just crazy. It is. I mean, social media has opened up that door yeah. for people. Um, I mean, I'm to a much smaller level, I am a very similar story. I yeah. moved out to LA. I had countless agents. I had one agent tell me my face was too fat to represent, which was my favorite rejection. <laughs> um, but I had amazing rejection stories all through my early career here in LA. I didn't have any credits. No one wanted to consider me seriously for anything. Um, it was just, there was a lot of no. Um, and then I built an audience through YouTube and through social media and now have a thriving, uh, not as thriving as Amanda, but I, I, you know, I'm very comfortable with where I am in my career and I love what I do for a living. And that would have never been possible through traditional Hollywood methods. So there are many people, um, that are doing exactly like Amanda did where they're like, you know what? No one wants to take me seriously. I'm going to do this through hard work and sweat. I mean, we talked to Batch and he's a very similar story of... I have to pave my own way because maybe I don't have the connections. I don't know the big Hollywood producers or casting directors or studio heads or whatever I need to know to get in. Um, So I'm going to pave my own way. And Brent, you paved your own way into this entertainment industry as well. And it's funny because people say, how did you do it? And it's always like, well... My story is really weird. I feel like all of us. Everybody says that. Yeah. Everybody says that. And when I like when I speak or if I'm teaching at a school and they ask me like how do I do it, how, what advice? And it's like I can't really look at any of the way I got here mm-hmm. and say here's some advice for you because it's like I wouldn't advise you to try any of the stuff that I did or do it my way because it's like it was just a lot of work and it's just like yeah. a lot of good things had to happen and it's like and like I wrote about it in my latest Forbes article with with Batch. I had said. You know, he sounds more like a poli sci major or a or a professor explaining the functionality of physics and psychology of social media, the way he describes his business and what he does, as opposed to some influencer, you know? And like I think when I spoke with Amanda and, and having spent time with her, it's like, oh man, like it's a real business. It's a real brand mm-hmm. and, and it's designed. And the fact that she went from I'm a comedian and I'm a comedic star and now I can leverage my sex appeal and and the look. I could be a monster model and a fitness model. It's kind of like, oh man, if I was on the other side of that and I was just a model that didn't have that kind of juice, I'd be worried. And like, I can feel the industry shifting because it's like, whoa, she decided she wanted to be a a giant supermodel and there she is Mm -hmm. because the audience says, we like you this way. Right. We like the way you look. We like this. I'm, And she brought an entire fan base to that and the fitness side of it. And it's like, ooh, some doors be opening there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, Trish, what, why I'm not, what did you learn today? 
what did I learn? I learned that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on the connections thing because I just feel like if there's anyone listening to this podcast that is thinking about a career in Los Angeles specifically or in the entertainment industry at all, um, be nice to everyone you meet. Try to remember everybody's face and remember everyone's name because you never know who the people are who could become your inner circle, who could become your support, and could help take you to the next level. Um, Amanda listened to or uh, spoke about and thanked a lot of those people in her interview today. And uh, I just I think that people underestimate the importance of the other people who help them get there. Oh, I like that. Okay, so here's what I'm not and what I learned. Um, there are no rules anymore. You can pretty well do anything. You know what? You know who said it to me that I didn't didn't sink in was Rob Lowe. In the episode that Rob Lowe did, he talked a lot about how as a TV star, you know, you couldn't do movies. And more importantly, if you were a movie star, you could never do TV. And if you were in TV, you could never do a commercial and so on and so forth. And he sort of just said like, you know what? None of that matters. Do whatever you want. And it never really clicked. But after talking with Amanda and going through this, I realized like, oh my God, like that's right. Nobody cares how you get there. Nobody cares what steps you got to take. Nobody cares if you're this, you're known for this, but you're going to try something else. And it's like, I actually could use a lot more of that in my life. I'm really pinned a lot of times on what I'm supposed to be doing or what people expect of me. And even my journey outside of the traditional television production walls um, looks like it's been huge leaps, but it's been like small steps because I've been kind of scared. And, and Amanda kind of showed me, and the more time I spent with her, the more I realized like, wow, like you can just do anything. And, and if you can make anything, if you make it work, like it doesn't matter how you get there. The fact is she's like one of the biggest models in the world. Like doesn't matter that she started on Vine or never did traditional model stuff. Doesn't matter because she's here now. And I think we'd be pretty good if we could all take a little bit of that attitude. Yeah. All right, Trish, where can people find you? If people want to find me on the internet, so you can do that at that GRL Trish on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook or on Twitch and YouTube at Trisha Hirschberger. And there you said you're going to take your sexy up one notch, right? That's what you said. You're going to really, uh, you know really bring it from the audience. If I do, <laughs> it would be on Instagram because that's the more visual of all of the there platforms. It is. Hey, I did a mermaid shoot recently. It was There's great. Mermaid pictures. It was very sexy. That's kind of fantastic. sexy. It was fantastic. <laughs> and they did well. They did do well. <laughs> This is the Why I'm Not podcast, and this has been Why I'm Not Model Famous. Um, reach me anywhere at Brant Pinvidic, and uh, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to the Why I'm Not podcast with your host, Brant Pinvidic. For more on this episode and upcoming episodes, visit whyimnot.com. I shut them down. Shut them down. Shut them down. I shut them down.